What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ginger Sports Squatch. Ginger Squatch Sports Podcast brought to you by Brots Beard Care. Let me pull it up. Where is it? Brotsbeardcare.com. And uh, I'm in with the Winter Garden Farmers Market. You know, really great guy. Makes some authentic, all-natural beard care. Um, Got to get it out there. Our signature blend, three beards, mixture of like islandy kind of uh, fruity stuff. So got to get out there. I want to welcome, welcome to the show tonight, our special guest, Justin James. How you doing tonight, sir? Oh, yeah, I can't hear you. Let me try something. Can you hear me now? Here, you might have to come back in. Try exiting and come back in. Yeah, it's sorry, guys. Technical difficulties. We don't know what the problem is, especially with phones and iPhones, whatnot. So he'll come back in in one second. All righty. Definitely check out Broad's Beer Care, man. He's one of the best. We love him. Home, out, all natural, homemade in Winter Garden, beard soap, beard oil, um, beard balm. He's working on some hand soap, too. I mean, great all around sponsor. We love him to death, man. Check out if you. There he is. There you are. All right. Can you hear me now? Yeah. It's just technical difficulties with phones, man. We can't figure it out. Ah, no worries, man. So, yeah, uh, Justin James, man. So, first of all, Justin Guitar Hero James. How did you get that yes, nickname? <laughs> Dude, honestly, early on in my career, you know, uh, my fights were kind of boring. And uh, so I started to come up with, like, gimmicks and stuff uh, to try and get people excited to see me. So the Guitar Hero was uh, – I wore this, like, headband and aviator sunglasses. <laughs> and I'd play something like ACDC as I walked to the ring, and I'd pretend I was strumming my guitar and uh, – uh, you know, and I, I, I haven't used it since like 2010 or 2011. And then Bruce Buffer announced the Guitar Hero. So the Guitar <laughs> Hero is alive and well, man. So we're the Guitar Hero again. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And we were talking beforehand. I asked if you were working out. You said you're quarantined right now playing Call of Duty. So that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, UFC has us quarantined today uh, at the hotel until tomorrow. We do our uh, COVID test. So, uh, you know, we got they gave us a hotel room hooked up. Me and my coaches hooked up our Xboxes put us all in the same room and then I got a workout room next door. I'll get a sweat going on a couple hours and uh, yeah, man, just you know, living the life right now. Heck yeah. That's awesome. It kind of sucks. that I mean, you're back in Vegas. It'd be nice to fight at fight Island, but you know, we see how to fight. Yeah. So. <laughs> hey, you know, Hey, next month and following month, who knows where the fights are going to be, dude. I might, I might be out there sooner than later. Yeah, that's true. Well, you fight in the lightweight division. You're 16 and four. You're in a five damn win streak. I mean, that's just absolutely amazing. Thank um, you. You know, we I got a hold of you from uh, Chelsea Race. Like, you got to interview him. I was like, yeah, no, bring him yeah. on. And I started researching him. I'm like, he looks familiar. I remember watching your fight on June 20th when you came out and just wailing the dude. I'm like, that's where I remember that guy from. Yeah. Man. It was your UFC debut. Yes, sir. Yeah, my UFC debut on like 30-hour notice. Uh, my manager Jesus. called me, asked if I could make weight, showed up, made weight, knocked Frank out in 40 seconds, man. I was – I was very uh, grateful uh, for the opportunity and even grateful that I threw that left punch at the right time, man. Yeah. Well, you know, looking at a lot of your – it was 41 seconds. A lot of your fights um, – where is it here? You have 16 wins. 11 – out of those 16 wins, 11 are first-round wins, mostly punches. <laughs> I think I think actually 13 of them are, to be honest. But okay. uh, yeah, I yeah. might be mistaken. I think 13 first-round and uh, – yeah, man, you know, I know you never really plan to knock somebody out in the first round. You know, I hate when fighters, oh, I'm going to knock them out in the first minute. It's like, well, you'd have to get a little lucky there because all these guys are tough at this level, man. And, uh, you know, I just find ways to win, dude. Like sometimes I sub them, sometimes I knock them out. You know, it's, uh, 
I just, I just do what I do. And if it puts them away, it puts them away. If not, I'm ready to go 15 minutes or 25 minutes if need be. Yeah. I'm like this real quick. Um, oh, you have four losses. And if you look at them, they're all decisions. So I kind of yeah. think the judges were against you in all four of those. I mean, <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you know, one of the losses out of my four losses, I feel one of them is a true loss. Uh, two of them were very close. And one of them, I definitely won. I just had a really bad call. I went to Hawaii. But uh, Rachel Ostovich's brother, Robbie Ostovich, in Hawaii by myself. My dad was my corner, and uh, I took him down every round. I, I thought I did enough damage, but you know, fighting Hawaii, uh, fighting a Hawaiian in Hawaii. Uh, since I didn't put him away, I lost the fight. Yeah. Uh, I fought Jimmy Spacuza for the World Series. I definitely lost that fight. Uh, me and Jesse Gross split decision. Man, I thought I did enough to win. Uh, he thought I did enough to win. He even told me after the fight that he thought I won lost and then uh, fought tommy aaron in california on short notice and uh again one of those toss-up fights and i just didn't get the better end of it yeah that's true well you know we talked with um lj raboli i think last or it's actually sunday and uh-huh. he's just like you lightweight fighter um you, you you have 16 wins professional wins and you're on only your second ufc fight why is it taking so long to get into the ufc i mean Dude, you're destroying I- these people I, I have no idea. And you know what, this, especially at the beginning of this year, I started to question myself and, you know, start questioning like, man, I, if I'm doing things right, or if I pissed somebody off or, yeah. you know, I wasn't really sure, but all in all, I trusted the process. I stuck with it and my coaches kept me diligent and honest and uh, it all worked out. It, it worked out better than it ever could. Man. Yeah. I know Chris is trying to come in right now. Um, sure. Let's see here. Yeah. You went to all. I think I wrote it down wrong. It's Olive, Olivet College. Olivet, yep, Olivet College. Okay. Yep. I wrestled there for four years, uh, and as soon as I graduated, moved out to Vegas. Gotcha. I mean, the stats from um, you had a four, four day, thirty hour notice. You said for the the Frank fight, your yep. reach was sixty seven and a half inches. This was seventy three, and you won by knockout. I mean, that's just. <laughs> Hey, That's jump in with big shots, man. You know, live by the sword, die by the sword. You know, that could have went the other way too. You know, I just happened to pull the trigger quicker than him. You know, like, like fights like that against guys like Frank Camacho, it's a it's a quick draw match. You know, yeah. who's gonna draw their gun first and who's gonna fire first? And I just happened to be a little bit quicker and land the right shot first. And that, and that's all that was. Yeah, <laughs> forty one seconds. Um, the Austin Tweedy canceled bout and then immediately replaced with James Warfield. What happened with that? You know, Austin and I kind of kind of had, uh, you know, some words back and forth. As I was scheduled to fight Austin like two or three times. I can't remember if it was three times or two times. Two times for sure, though. And uh, he just kept getting injured. Like, and it was, it was very, it was very, it was very irritating because Austin's a tough dude and he had a good record. Uh, I thought I was going to, you know, knock him out as well. And uh, the first time he injured, I think he had like, oh he injured he injured his abdomen like he pulled his abdomen muscle and i later found out that he went instead of the day we were supposed to fight he went and did a marathon he ran a marathon that day and then we were scheduled to fight again and he injured his abdomen again i believe in training and then they replaced him with james warfield and after that second dropout you know i was a uh, txc champ and you know well i was just i'm done with that or excuse me uh, wxc champ and i just was it was done with him, man. They wanted me to rebook him again. I was like, dude, fuck this, man. Because <laughs> these fight camps cost a lot of money, man. I got to pay my nutritionist, pay my coaches, this and that. And so had they not found James Warfield, I would have been out because I got to I, I pay everybody. And, yeah. uh, you know, all my food and diet and shit. So it was a waste of my time. And, 
you know, he's old news now. Like I'm on to bigger and better things. Yeah, I mean, especially when you're in training camp, you're training for this specific fighter, not just yes. you know random Joe Blow. You know, you're, he has specific moves. You want to match that, you know. Hundred percent. And, and James Warfield is a tough vet. You know, he had like he has like 13 knockouts. You know, he's very heavy handed. He he hit me in the first round. I was like, oh shit, I really don't want to get hit by this guy again. You know, and to, just to change, you know, that kind of mindset. You know, I was already in shape. I'm not going to turn it down. I don't turn down fights. So it was frustrating, but again. I, I wouldn't change my story for anything. Yeah. Um, I lost it here. Where did it go? I'll go so, uh, Gavin Tucker, your fight coming up this Saturday um, at USC yeah. Fight Night. His last fight was almost a year ago. Actually, over mm-hmm. a year ago. You think that's yeah. maybe a disadvantage to him? Man, I don't think so. And a lot of people ask me that, uh, you know, the day before I fought Frank Camacho. Justin, you've been laid off for a year, dude. It's you know, I don't know. I mean, he trains a lot. He trains at a high level. He's a high level athlete, he's a high level fighter. I don't, I don't believe in ring rust in a year. I think it takes a year, a couple of years to develop that ring rust. One year layoff isn't anything for us. And, you know, like I said, I took a year off from when I fought James Warfield to when I knocked out Frank Camacho. So, um, you know, it's, it, it, it's all in a day, man. You know, as long if I'm sure he's showing up in shape, ready to go, and he's going to be trying to hurt me for sure. Yeah. I mean, he's 11 to one. He's, he's a mixed fighting style. Um, back to what you said, you were Olivet College, you were wrestling. Yep. Most of your wins are by knockout. Do you prefer to knock out or you go for more of a submission first? I, I prefer knockouts, man. I have like six, I think I have seven submissions on my resume, but yeah. I just like knocking people out, man. It makes me feel good. And uh, it's like, it's like when you hit a home run in baseball, it's like when you hit someone on the chin, it just feels good. And <laughs> you know, when everyone's talking about, you know, that exciting knockout for the next couple days or weeks or whatever, it's just, it's just that much better. And not to mention, wrestling is so fucking boring, especially to the casual fan that really doesn't understand grappling and wrestling. Yeah. That it's just fucking boring. Like, you know, I'll be at the bar watching the fights and, you know, somebody will have somebody pinned up against the cage and I'll be like, oh, this is so boring. Like, there's a lot more to it than people know. And it's a lot yeah. more physical than people know. And boxing and kickboxing to me physically is pretty easy. Wrestling and grappling is fucking exhausting. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't follow wrestling as much. Shit comes, Chris. Um, but even when I was watching, like, I think it's like Northwest, Iowa, Wisconsin, all those, you know, number one wrestling up there. I was watching yeah. the championship. I'm like, this is kind of boring. But again, yeah, I don't yeah. follow wrestling, you know? So sure. No, it's, 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 it's a wholly different art. You need to, you need to understand wrestling to appreciate it. And, yeah. you know, probably 75% of fans don't really understand it and uh, understand the, the, the physical piece of it. Like, you know, it's, like I said, it's easy to buy. That's why boxers do 12 rounds and wrestling is only three. You yeah. know, just because of how much easier it, it wrestling is, or excuse me, how much easier uh, uh, aerobic is compared to anaerobic. But yeah, exactly. I, I've done it all. I've competed in it all, and uh, wrestling is by far the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. Yeah. Question, Chris, or no? I'm sorry. Say again. I'll see if Chris is here. Can you hear me, Chris? Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. You're good. Um, hey, Chris. Hey, how you doing? Sorry, I was late. <laughs> I'm doing good, man. How you doing? That's oh, all good, man. It's all good. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I know I've looked at a couple of interviews before you, um, talking about how you dropped weight and stuff. Um, you, I, you said that you were trying to petition to get one more week of training to get it, but they're like, no, we need you right now. So was that hard for you to get dropped to 145? Cause you fight at 155. Yeah. So. Most of my career has been at 155. I had a couple fights at 145. It's been probably three years since I've made 145 pounds or even been in the roundabout area of it. 
Uh, I asked for that extension. Uh, they said no, but you know what? I'm not going to turn down an opportunity. So yeah, it's been a tough three and a half weeks. Uh, I woke up today at 161 pounds. Jesus. Uh, I still have, yeah, I still have 16 more pounds to go by Friday, but uh, you know, all in a day, baby, we'll show up, we'll make weight, and we'll get it done. So, so since right now nobody's really fighting like that, you know, so if you miss weight by a couple of pounds, you think your opponent's going to trip? I mean, you miss by one or two. I know you're not trying to, but just sure. reality, they're still going to take the fight, I'm sure, right? The way things are uh, going on right now. For the most part. So in my debut, Frank missed by two or three pounds. I can't remember. And, and I, I don't care. When fighters are saying that, like, you know, that couple pounds is going to make a difference in the fight. They don't really, that's, that's just them looking for a way out. They're not really looking to fight. Now, if you miss by five or 10 pounds, all right, now we're talking, now there's a problem, but one, two, three pounds, like that's not going to make the fight. But with that being said, it, it hurts your payday a lot. If you miss weight, that's a uh, 20% out of your purse immediately. And, wow. and you get neglected for uh, like bonuses, like, there's no knockout bonus, there's no fight of the night bonus, no performance bonus. So that could be up to a hundred thousand dollars that you're missing out on. Jesus. <laughs> Even for a half a pound or is, is for, for, for point, if you miss by point one, you are giving up 20% plus you cannot hit the bonuses. That's so, insane. I'm going to, I'll cut my arm off to make sure. I <laughs> <laughs> That's if I would have missed weight, if I would have missed weight in my last fight, uh, I would have, uh, I would have made 20 grand compared to 80 grand. Jesus. That's wow. incredible, man. <laughs> You know, we don't we, – we like to mess around a lot, ask random questions. We don't like to try sure, to get, sure. you know, how do you cut weight? But that's – I like to ask this question here because you just said you're 161. You have to make 145, 147 by Saturday. How do you do that? What do you eat? What are you doing to cut that weight? So for, so for the last three weeks, uh, my diet's, you know, uh, strictly like eggs for the most part. I'll eat like two eggs, two hard-boiled eggs for lunch, two hard-boiled eggs for dinner plus a salad. I've been doing that for about three weeks, plus not to mention training like a motherfucker. Uh, now, this last week, um, the 61, what I'm going to do, I, I drink two gallons of water on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I cut all water out. That's going to make a natural flush in your body, and then it's just going to keep producing. I'm going to jump in the bath. I'm going to jump in the sauna, try to stay active until I can't. I'm going to be active until I can't be active anymore with my sauna suit once I can't walk anymore or not necessarily. And, and there will be a point in the weight cut where it, it, you'll struggle to walk and you'll struggle to stand up and get up. And, uh, that's at that time I'll jump in the sauna and I'll jump in the tub and shit, uh, and just try to sweat the rest out. Damn. <laughs> that's gotta be really hard. I mean, so protein, protein don't make you gain weight. I drink, I eat protein and I gain weight. So it's well, <laughs> depending. So it's the protein necessarily isn't going to make you gain weight. It's the calories associated with. So there's done, there's done research that, you know, like, people will go on an ice cream diet. So what I mean by that is it's not the healthiest way to do it, but as long as you consume, restrict your calories. So if you eat a thousand calories of ice cream a day and a thousand calories of salad a day, obviously the salad's going to be a little bit more healthy uh, for your body. But with that being said is they've done ice cream diet challenges where you eat, can eat 1000 calories of ice cream a day, nothing else. And people are losing weight because you're burning the calories. Uh, again, not the healthiest way to do it. But as for me, <laughs> eggs, you know, uh, hard-boiled eggs, you're looking at 70 calories an egg. I eat, you know, four of them a day uh, plus a salad with a little light vinaigrette. So I'm consuming, you know, four, seven. That's 280 calories of eggs plus my salad. I'm consuming less than 800 calories a day, which 
to some be like, oh, that's a lot. It's not a fucking lot. When you're when you're a when you're a grown man and you want to eat steak and pizza and yeah. fucking pasta and drink cold beer and eight hundred calories ain't shit. That's fucking you know that's that was that six beers like yeah. I, I mean, can drink six calories, beers in a day. Yeah, you're a professional athlete. You hear eight hundred calories. That's all I can eat. And you hear Michael Phelps is eating twenty thousand calories. You're yeah. like, wait a second, yeah. how is this possible? Well, one's got yeah. one needs it. One's cutting weight. That's incredible. Dude. Yeah, it's and, and you know, hats off to Michael Phelps because I did hear about that little Caesars diet he was on, where he's eating <laughs> a day or something. But with that being said, is he's had he has a, a steady burn of of calories throughout the day. You know, he's he's at a constant pace in a pool, going back and forth for hours and hours and hours. At the at the rate that MMA fighters or wrestlers train, we can't we can't wrestle for three hours at a time. We can't wrestle for more than an hour at a time because it's just so exhausting. And in an hour workout. In a wrestling room, if I have like sweats on, I'll burn upwards of fifteen hundred to two thousand calories in an hour to an hour and a half. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. With, and with the calorie intake that you're taking in, you're starving when you go to sleep, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's terrible, and the first week is really really bad. Like, I get bad munchies and shit. But you know, then you know, you, you have to understand it's it's you know, I'm getting paid to do this. You know, so it's it's my choice. Um, and, and overall, you know, I, you know, I'm healthy and, uh, you know, like I said, there's, there's things that I could do different, not necessarily in three weeks. If I had eight weeks, obviously it'd be a lot different. It'd be a lot easier, but again, given the three week circumstances, this is what I have to do for three weeks and I'm going to get it done. Yeah. So, so normally not on a, on a regular basis when we're not dealing with COVID and we're not dealing with the circumstances now. That's not that short of a notice, am I correct? On a normal basis, if they call, hey, you ready, you know. But now, things have been out of line. You might not train every day. I mean, I don't know about you per se, but you were staying active as far as just waiting on a call or you were just like, eh, okay, I'll get one when I get one right now. Uh, leading up to the Frank fight, I was staying active because I always thought that the call was going to come and my manager was confident that it was going to come and my coaches were as well. So I was staying pretty active, but I wasn't training necessarily at the intensity I would for a fight, you know, like I, I would come in, work out, you know, and, you know, I, I was in good enough shape to fight, but if that fight happened, it was a 25 minute fight. It would have been it, the long, uh, 25 minutes would have been really tough. As for this fight going on for three, three, uh, three weeks, I, an ideal fight camp for me is six weeks to eight weeks. Uh, this was three and a half weeks. Um, you know, I made the best of it, man. I, I, like I said, I have a great coaching staff. Uh, that have kept me diligent and kept me in the gym and kept me training, you know, twice. I've been training twice a day for the last three and a half weeks. Uh, when I got the call, I was out drinking beer. I was 178 pounds when I got the call. I remember drinking beer and then going, stepping on the scale, 178. I was like, all right, let's, let's see what we can do. And, uh, you know, uh, like I said, I'm here now. My weight's low, close enough, and uh, I'm going to make it happen. Do, do, you, do you feel your opponent's going to pose any um, great threats to you, or are you going to go ahead and try to put him down in, in a couple seconds? You know, I, I, I mean, in a, in a perfect world, yeah, I'd love to put him down in a couple seconds. But once you get to the UFC, man, it's tough to it's tough to put these guys away. And you know, Frank, I just you know happened to throw the right punch at the right time, and he could have done the same. Gavin's a little bit different because he's very slick, he's very fast, he has great angles, uh, he's in and out. He doesn't, you know, with the, with the Frank Camacho, is very predictable. I I knew he was going to come forward. I knew that I, he knew that I was going to come forward. And like I like I said earlier in the interview. You know, it was like a gunslinger, you know, it's like who's going to draw their gun fast and who's going to, you know, hit the target. Gavin isn't going to be like that. He's going to be he's going to be in my face, out of my face, in my face, out of my face. He's going to run for me, try to lure me in. It's a very strategic fight. And you know what? I think it's going to take me two rounds to put Gavin Tucker away. Yeah. 
So with that strategy, when you're running, he's basically throwing a couple shots, and then he's going to try to close the gap on you. He lures you and then try to close the gap. Is that is that basically some of the strategy with that? You know, He'll throw a couple. I, I, yeah, yeah, ex exactly. He's going to come in, uh, throw a couple, and then run away. Throw a couple, then run away. Then he's going to try to get me and or his other opponents frustrated. And then when I start over committing on big shots because I want to hit this little motherfucker, uh, <laughs> then he's gonna, you know, start he's gonna start picking his shots with his knees or his, or, or his wrestling. He might try, you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if he tries to, uh, you know, pick me apart. And then when I overcommit, you know, try to make it a wrestling match, which would fucking be boring. And I really hope he doesn't try to do that, <laughs> not for my sake, not for his sake, but for the fans' sake. I'd rather just stand in the pocket and exchange. But if he wants to make it a boring wrestling match, I'm gonna punish him. <laughs> you're, one of the, you're one of the only guys that said that. I'm glad you touched on that. I mean, you know, we, we wonder, you know, just watching just watching it on pay-per-view and watching it on TV, we wonder why. We get, I guess we can see the frustration, but you said it perfectly. They'll get you frustrated, then you'll overcommit and you'll take a big shot. It's not that you're not looking for that shot, but once he, you know, he's played with you a little bit, and you're like, okay, I got an open shot. And you just overcommit. And then when you overcommit, it's like, fuck, I overcommitted. Yep. So, and then once you, you overcommit, you can't go back. You just touched on that very well, and I appreciate that. Like, you know, oh, people fine. don't understand. Like, you'll work it, you'll work it, you'll work it. And he'll get you so frustrated. And, and you just <laughs> look, you like, it looks clean shot to you. And you're like, oh, shit, I overcommitted. Yep, was, absolutely. Was, and it's one of those things that once, it's, once you do it, it's just you. There's been times where I'm getting taken down, and it's like, fuck like god damn it you know it's like i know i just i knew i just fucked up god damn it <laughs> well you know chris i was talking to him almost every single fight he has is a round one knockout so he's definitely gonna be the one to watch out for the uh you know the knockout of the night for sure i mean don't get me wrong i am gonna try and knock <laughs> him out in the first in the first round in the first 10 seconds i'm gonna try and knock him out but like i said he's very crafty he's very athletic uh i think it's gonna take me a little bit of time to figure it out and then when I find my spot, uh, he's going to sleep. Yeah, there we go. Definitely, I'll, we'll look forward to that. You know, I love that's that's what I that's what I love about the MMA world. Like you said, a wrestling that's kind of boring. I mean, I don't. I mean, I'll watch it, but I prefer to see the first round. You know, the first ten seconds. And I, got, I mean, I feel oh, like yeah. I got my money's worth if I see a knockout. Dude, I, yeah. I wrestled. I wrestled in high school. I wrestled in college. I'm tired of wrestling. I know how to wrestle. I'm in shape to wrestle, but I just want to knock people out. There you go. <laughs> you get paid for. And get paid for it, right? Whatever wrestling to WWE. Well, you know, we're starting to wrap it up. Let you get back to playing Call of Duty and cutting that weight. Um, our number one fan was on on tonight, and you talked about the, the ice cream diet. So the question we always ask is, when you're not cutting weight, what's your favorite ice cream to eat? Uh, there's no question, moose tracks, moose tracks, moose tracks, moose tracks, man. Peanut butter, <laughs> chocolate, and vanilla ice cream or chocolate ice cream. I don't give a fuck. But as long as I have those peanut butter bites in my ice cream, I'll eat the shit out of it. That's awesome. Wow, that's yeah. That sounds that sounds like a winner there. But um, if you're not if you're not a friend of hers already, you look out for a friend request by a person by the name of Debbie Gamble. She's okay. like the number one MMA fan all across the world. Yeah. She's got sure. uh, over thousands of fighters on her page. So awesome. she wasn't. I didn't see her pop in tonight, but she's like our number one fan. So if you know if you see a friend's request from her, she'll she have some good conversation for you. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good, man. I appreciate it. Well, Justin, thank you for coming on, man. Good luck. We'll know we'll be watching for sure Saturday night. So everybody, check it I out. It. Fight night, ESPN. I'm pretty sure. So, oh uh, yeah, you're strong, man. So, thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me. And uh, if you want to chop it up after the fight, I'd be more than happy to jump back. Oh on. yeah.
Hey, talk about your sponsors. Anybody give a shout out to stuff like that? Uh, shout out to my coaching staff, Dennis Davis, Roman Isbell, Andrew Jacoby, uh, Extreme Couture, my whole Extreme Couture family, all my fans, uh, friends, Jeremiah Self, Self Equipment, uh, Boombox, Iridium Sports, Jason House. Uh, if it wasn't for all those guys, I, I wouldn't be in the position I'm in right now. So I'm very thankful for them. That's awesome, man. Thank you for coming on. We'll, we'll bring you back on for sure after the fight. All right. Sounds good, man. I'll talk to you soon. See ya. All right, bye. That's awesome, man. That was a great interview, Awesome. Thank you for getting him. I mean, no. I think, thank Ch- uh, Chelsea. You know what I mean? Chelsea was like, you have to get him on and tagged him, and I messaged him, and he came on. So it was awesome. It really was. I was on a cut weight diet. I was on a sleep diet. So I'm sorry I was late for <laughs> my, all the my, I wasn't cutting weight today. I was eating like probably 10 cookies. So um, I'm, <laughs> one day I'm going to start cutting weight, I swear. <laughs> but, well, everybody, this is not – it wasn't supposed to be the official Ginger Squatch Sports. Um, that will be next week. But we need to bring Justin on for sure. So thank you for everybody tuning in. Obviously, we got to give uh, thanks to our sponsors, definitely from Broad's Beer Care, like I told you earlier. All natural, handmade, beard oil, beard soap, uh, beard balm, beard everything. Obviously, please check out our signature blend, our beard oil. I forgot what's in it. It's like fruity and vanilla and islandy and smoky. It's all of it together. So please. Oh, there's Debbie. <laughs> um Check them out at broadspearcare.com. Promo code three beers for 20% off. And also, please check out Nanny Cakes, Nancy Burke. Um, unfortunately, she won't be able to make any cakes until October, mid October. She's getting a knee replacement. So, not any cakes right now, but definitely hit her up for around October. Um, uh, Nanny Cakes, Facebook.com slash Nanny Cakes 407. And then, of course, 407 923 2898. It's okay, Debbie. You can go back and rewatch. It was a late one. He was in uh he was in Vegas, so we had to do a late show. Um, check us out at threebeardspodcast.com. We have merch up there, t-shirts, hats, stickers, uh, Patreon. Please support us on Patreon, sticker of the month club. We're always having new ideas for stickers. Obviously, our three beards podcast logo. There's me fighting, uh ginger squatch fighting, regular sasquatch. All of these ideas we're going to come up with, so please check us out there. Support us. It's only five bucks a month. You can get some awesome stickers. Social media, uh, Facebook, YouTube. Obviously, you're on Facebook. Um, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. Check us out. Support us. Thank you all for watching. Have a good night. Tune in tomorrow for our regular Three Beards podcast. We interview Arlene. Arlen. I forgot his name. We'll check him out. It's about a comics. And then next Tuesday, check us out, Ginger Sports Squats. We're talking with Javier and Crispy. So thank you guys for watching. Have a good night, everybody. Good night.